podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Jay here from Stretford Paddock, and this is the Academy Review. And as always, joining me is Mr. David Pritt. How are we doing, mate? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm all right, <laughs> mate. I'm all right. Uh, as usual, we're going to be looking at the under-18s under and the under-23s. Some big games this weekend. Uh, what are you starting with? Um, the under-18s were away at Wolves, and it was a bit of a big game because we discussed this last time. It was a six-pointer. Six-pointer. We were right. three points ahead of them. And they were in third, three points behind us, obviously, if we were three points ahead of them. And so, That's how it works, see. If they won... Maths. <laughs> if they won, they'd have gone level points, and if we won, we'd have gone six points clear of them. And, um, yeah, it was it was an odd game, considering, you know, they were only three points behind us. We were all over them. I think they were set up just to defend. They had... Um, we had a majority of the ball most of the time, but we didn't really get into the box much because we just had everyone back. Um, I think the first real effort was a Charlie Wallen shot that went over about the 25th minute mark. You know, it was, it was quite... They were good at defending and I think they were set up to counter-attack which showed because um, Lee Harkin for them wins the ball on the halfway line and he's just one-on-one with the keeper and he should have buried it really but he put it wide and I think that's what they've set up for. If they scored that, I think they'd have defended harder and not have to worry about getting a goal but thankfully flows that didn't go in. Um, then Charlie Savage has a volley that goes just wide. You know he's, he's got a bit good shot on him. To be honest, he, he should be shooting more because um, he had an, another one later on. But um, then McNeil, he he gets the ball in the box. He's a bit of a bouncing around a bit, and he yeah. and he has a shot. He's, he's heading towards the goal, takes a slight deflection, and then hits the post and goes out for a corner. But um, yeah, that was it for the for half time. We were really all over and apart from that harking effort that went wide which he should have sorted we just had most of possession and then um second half we um we actually get the goal what what won us the game it was um charlie Williams down the right uh, passed it into mcneil he i don't really know how he did it he, he had he got controlled it with his left turned had it on his right took a touch and then just blasted it in the goal and um yeah he's it was it was a good effort really you know the way he controlled it and they, they, like I say, they had a lot of people in the box um, and just dispatched it past the keeper and put us 1-0 ahead. And after that, I don't really think Wolves did much. It was still all us. I mean, Iqbal had a shot that was saved. Um, Charlie Savage had a shot that hit the post. And, yeah, that that was it, really. We just went 1-0 up. It was a tougher, tougher game than usual because there was a lot of defending by them. But that's that made it seven wins in a row for us now which is unreal. Um, we're now, once again, three points ahead in the league with a game in hand. Now it's it's just, it's all good. And we play Leeds on Thursday. I don't know why it's Thursday. It's what's that? First team's Thursday as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's well, they're playing... Thursday I, th- night I, games. Think, I think they're playing... Thankfully, we don't have to worry about that. It's midday-ish, anyway. Um, and if we get anything out of that game, uh, we'll be top by this Christmas break thing because... Um, Christmas. Yeah, which is great because... Uh, the, I don't know how it works. I think it's because of the, the academy, but the under-23s follow it as well, where there's a lot of players who are in digs. They come from, obviously, all over the country, and I think they give them a bit of time off because then they can go back to the families and have, spend Christmas with them. Um, and, yeah, that that's happens every year, but the 23s follow that rule as well. Oh, fair enough. Um, going up back to that game, McNeil and Wellens, I hear you talking about these guys quite yeah. a lot. 
is that sort of is it a partnership that's working or is it just two players no, that play in the same team because I know obviously they combine for the goal there you know every, every time we speak you seem to be mentioning both of them what's going on with them two how's it how's it working out for them yeah like McNeil he's, he's just a goal scorer and Sheenan, he's the one who's yeah. got about 2,427 yeah. goals <laughs> something like that but um, yeah he's doing, doing well for us you know he's at the moment he's probably behind Joe Hugill which is a bit of a not a shock but people probably, probably when we got them both would have thought McNeil was the one ahead but this lad's still young I think Hugill's just slightly older and he's He's playing in the 18s, but now he's moved up to the 23s, playing for them. He's like the next game we talk about. He came off the bench for us, but um, yeah, he's he's been um, he's been good. And Charlie Wellens, he's I w- like last season. I wouldn't say he was the best on the team. He you know he had a few games where he wasn't great, but I think he's growing more into the setup and he looks a much better player. He's like I said, he was he won the ball and he, he got it on the right hand side. Probably what side like of a player wing. is he? He's, for right. me, he's just. He's like, an, it's weird how it works now because obviously you play three in midfield, don't you? Yeah. And he's, like, that's the he's, one. he's one of them. I don't know. Remember, remember when you used to have wingers? 4 4 2, eh? 4 4 2. So he's, he was in the midfield, but he was then drifting to the right. And like I said, he won the ball right on the, the right hand side and then played it into Fernand McNeil. But yeah, I, I've, I've been impressed with him so far this season. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask a really stupid question that we can probably cut out if it's completely stupid. Has he got a famous dad? Yeah. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. <laughs> so it's not that stupid then. No, no. He, so is he Richie Wellens' son? Yeah, he's Richie right, Wellens' son. Okay. And um, he, he used to see him at the games a few times and now he's he's Sulphur manager now. He was, yeah, I think he was, uh, Richie Wellens, obviously, had a spell at United, didn't he? I think, yeah. But it wasn't really, I don't think he got in the first team. I might be wrong. Forgive me if you're watching, watching Richie. Um, went to, was he Oldham, I think? And then Sulphur as Sulphan manager. Now? Yeah. Um, well, so... Well, that That's could be a decent thing, that... like him being there, because we've got Deshaun Bernard on loan that, there at the moment right. um, at Salford. So him being associated with United, he might be able to get you know players who need a bit of like first team football could go in, in you know League Two football. They can go over there. He might sort it out where we have players on loan. Well, you remember one of the days of Sir Alex Ferguson, which seems about five hundred years ago, when a long time yeah, ago. when we had a, when he had his son at Preston or Peterborough yeah. or wherever. We used to always loan him our players, didn't yeah. we? And it was a, you know, and then he was mates with Tony Pulis and managers like um, I think David David Moyes. He, was, he had a few managers he was pally with on it that would loan players too. So it often works out. Yeah, well. I mean, we talked about this with the on the old paddock with Joe was um, when we used to have Royal Antwerp in Belgium. We used yeah, to send players out to there, and I think that was an Andy amazing. Drinkwater, thing. I remember when over He's, there. There's loads that went over there. Adam McCullough's uh, shouting off camera as he always does. Chris Eagles. <laughs> yes. I love Chris Eagles. Dong Chris Fang- Eagles at Gunnison. Oh, Dong Fang Zhu went there. Dong Fang Zhu, eh? Literally one of the best players we've ever had. Yeah. Um, but I think we should set up something like that because it, it wasn't just sending the player out on loan. I was saying this earlier to you in a, a video not too long ago. Yeah. Was I would have liked to see like Garner and Levitt go out on loan somewhere together. Because they've got... Right, get this right... Watford, <laughs> Watford for Garner and Charlton, Charlton for, for Levitt. But Levitt's not playing at Charlton. Yeah. I was getting so confused. If you had a team like this, Royal Antwerp, like we used to have, it'd have been good to um, to send three or four players out and they can gel, gel in that team. And then when they come back, you know they're playing together in first team football. And then it's, it's beneficial for like cup games. You know, if you want to play a few players, they already know how to play together in the first team. Yeah. But unfortunately, we haven't got anything like that at the moment. And, you you know, hoping that something like that will come along. Because I'm sure Solskjaer, because he was, was he, when he was reserve manager, did they still have Antwerp then? Yeah, I think they did. So Might he, be wrong, but I think they did. He, he, well, he was at the club, but he, as yeah. a player, knowing about that. So hopefully, 
he'll try and sort, sort something out where we can do something like that. It would be good because you want these players, like you say, I mean, the prime example there is Levitt Garner. We've seen how they played together at the academy and youth level and they've obviously got that understanding. It would have been good to see if, if they could play together for a League 1 or League 2 or whatever team. But it's not happening. But at least we've got players going out alone, players as well, proving their worth in the uh, academy side. And the players you keep mentioning, likes of Williams, likes of, of course, of course Charlie McNeil, Exciting players, players yeah. that you want to see, and you know, we all love goal scorers as well. And that's an important six pointer, as you so said. There. Six point, yeah, I like told a, you it was, and it is. Yeah, so under 18s doing all right. What about the under 23s? So we played City the day after we played City in the, for the first team, which I was, hope the this game for the under 23s for City was better. It, it was well, obviously, the first team was <laughs> what happened. I don't even know what happened in that nothing. game, nothing. Yeah, that's what happened. We Absolutely had, nothing. It was that offside penalty thing that never happened. I think yeah. that was the, it wasn't the, even one of those as well where you're looking at it going, oh, is it you just knew yeah. straight away that was not... Well, a, yeah, a, so we, it was offside, sorry. We played Sunday at home at Lee and the weather was... It was chucking it down, absolutely chucking it down. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to have been there, but in the same way, I would have been like, oh, actually, it looks freezing. Yeah, but, <laughs> I know them once. <laughs> but the big news was Brandon Williams was playing. He has actually asked to play in the under-23s. He wanted game time, which I love that. Although That's I, good, mate. Yeah, because he is a first-team player. To be player. fair, my predicted 11 for the City first-team game, I had him down because I thought, and I'll keep saying this, I thought he was fantastic when he came on against yeah. RB Leipzig. I did. I, I thought so as well. But I think he asked, was he going to be playing in the, the derby in the first team? And he, he told him no. So he asked, could he play in the 23s games? And yeah, like I say, I love that. I love the fact that the, these kids want to play football. It's not about, oh, well, I'm on the bench for the first team. It's like, oh, no, I'm playing 90 minutes. Mason's got a bit of that in him, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he's yeah. in the past. He's um, Before he was established in the first team, he was part of the travelling squad where you you just to back up him someone yeah, gets injured. Yeah. And he refused that and rather play, and played under-17s friendly instead. <laughs> which I think that once again it's great it's mad it's yeah. mad isn't it you can imagine his dad like are you going to be in the travelling squad for United first team no I'm not I'm playing for the under 17 what yeah. <laughs> but fair enough to him and uh, obviously Brandon Williams from North Manchester from Moston or somewhere like um, Harper Hay Harper Hay yeah. sorry I get that right I'll get in trouble uh, yeah he's from North Manchester <laughs> so you can imagine derby game he'd be well up for it yeah and, and it was great to see I've not seen it in a while Brandon Williams left left back even led right back, and it's Mate, just that's it's, the future. Yeah. That. He was he, when I saw it, it felt, yeah, it's great that because we spoke about this last time we were on together, weren't we? About Ethan Laird, both love Ethan Laird, but just had a bit of a time of it with injuries, hasn't he? Yeah, he's they he, were saying that he was only supposed to play 60 to 70 minutes in this game, but he ended up playing the full 90, and it, that was great to see because he's still, he's still coming back from injury, he's not going to be fully fit, but the fact he played 90 minutes when he wasn't supposed to, I thought it was great. But um, this game, it was it didn't start off great at all. City were all over us. I mean, yeah. really all over us. And then they they got the first goal, um, low cross in, and it was just first time put in past Wollstone. It, it was was I don't know if it was bad defending. It was just it was a well worked goal. Lucky. I didn't see it, but I know it was lucky. And and you just thought after that that. That was it. We, they really? Were, yeah, I just... I, they were, honestly, <laughs> like your optimism, they won't down, forget it, we may as well go home, mate. Honestly, they, they were all over us and you didn't think anything was going to happen. And then the balls played, I think it was, I think it might have been Ethan Laird, pl plays it into the box, um, doesn't go anywhere. The defender picks it up and Hannibal, just quick on his toes, just jumps in front of him to and gets a touch on the ball as the defender's kicking it to clear it and just takes... Hannibal out, wins a penalty out, nothing really. Well done, and, lad. Um, well done, lad. Yeah, he did well. Well, I'll talk to him a bit about him okay. later. Um, Teasing us there. 
And then Ethan Galbraith or Paul Scholes, I don't know if you, what you want to call him. A wise man once said, he's better than Paul Scholes in every single way. He, um, he didn't really. Put the ball on the spot and the keeper went the right way. But he put he was just so hard and low in the corner that he was never going to get it. It was it was a great like penalty, it. and it's very much like like I said, he's got a great shot on him, and he was just proved it with that penalty. And then um, we looked all right after that. It's just the confidence that went seemed up. to yeah, yeah. change the sort of complexity of the game. And then we got um, the game even. Then we got uh, another decision going our way where the City defender uh, he has a heavy heavy touch and Galbraith wins it. But as he's trying to slide in for the ball, the guy goes right into the back of Galbraith. Um, it looked a n- nasty one, really. He was down for a little bit. Um, straight red when he got back up. The, the ref. He was, he, was, he was just stood up against the back of his heel. and no, obviously. I, I don't think he meant to foul down. him, but it was just one, it was just a bit reckless. And yeah, you you, you do see, you see him red cards like that. Because in this, this division, you don't automatically see yellow cards. I mean, the, the yellow cards, you... He was showing. He showed a red, but there was fouls earlier that should have been yellow. Yeah, just nothing. Yeah, and he, he do sometimes like... that happens. Though, doesn't it? If a referee don't get a grip of a game and challenges are flying in, I know it's a derby, but you know if you don't give it a yellow, the challenges just build and build and build. I just, I just think that these refs give the players a bit of leeway because, because yeah, you know, I, I mean these. 16, 17 year olds playing, you know, if he gives well, them yellow. lesson, Dave. If he's giving me a yellow they've got to pay the fine, you know. Yeah. And they, they just, just don't do it again. And cool. yeah, and, um, yeah we just thought then after that, we were go- we looked good. Again, we te- you know, we were looking good. They were down to 10 men. You thought this is going to be us. And then Laird brilliantly gets the ball, just like drop of the shoulder in the box, plays it to Palestri, who puts it in for 2 1. Saw this one, yeah. Yeah, and. We're two one up at half time, and so up till half time, we were the better team, and we had probably another chance where we should have scored. But it was two one at half time. Second half was coming up, and you just thought that's us now. They're ten men. We're playing great. We're two one up, but that, that was just not what happened. Second half comes out, and you'd have to count the players. I was like, Are you sure, these ten, really? ten. Honestly, they were all over us again. Second half, you would not have known. We, it looked like we were down to ten men rather than them. They, Fair play to City. They played brilliantly, and you know they got Pep's doctor at the changing room, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> no, I mean Will Will Fish. He had a last ditch challenge, which was honestly time to perfection. They were one on one, and he just honestly brilliant tackle. Just the kind of defending I like to see, you know. When he and he's like seventeen, playing in this under twenty threes team. He's he's a tall lad. He's not. I wouldn't say he's well built yet, but he's the fact he's seventeen doing things like this. Um, I think. When him and he didn't play with Mengi, but when him and Mengi together, I think they could be something solid together. They're a bit the different type of defenders, but Mengi's more put your foot through it, head it away. Where Fish likes to tackle, and yeah, I, I thought he did brilliantly because you know even though we went back to two two, which I'll talk about now, they get a corner. Um, Brandon Williams marking the guy; he's on the wrong side of him. He just really? puts it in with his foot, like half volley volley kind of thing for two two. But after that, it was once again all City, and I thought Will Fish kept it at two-two up times. He was just he did really well. Um, but there was one chance we had. Palestri passed it to Alanga. He blasted it over, which was um, got in really. You know, he, it was a good chance. But th- they had another they had a chance as well, which was mental. Where the guy picks it up on the halfway line, goes like two or three feet, looks up and sees that Wilson's off his line, and just. Dinks it over. Luckily for us, Wilson's like all over the place, don't know what's going on. Hits the post and comes out. I mean, 
I felt sorry for the lad in a way that because he was a great effort and he, you know if we went in you'd fair play to him but thankfully for us it didn't go in um, but they had a free kick as well where Wollstone made up for that had a double save really good double save um, and then we had a last chance at like a free kick Pujmal puts it in and Alanga gets a header and just puts it over and that would have been you know a nice way to finish it but unfortunately it was 2-2 I mean really entertaining game much better than the game previous, you know, the day before with the, the with the, the first, first team, team game, but, yeah, which was dross. But in a way, they were they were good. Like I say, before we got the penalty, they were all over us. Second half, they would even though they were down to ten men, they were more or less all over us, and we kept it at two two, kept a draw, and makes us their top of the league. But we're only three points behind them with a game in hand. So oh, yeah, it's it's not too bad. There's yeah. a couple of things I want to pick up on there. Uh, talk about Ethan Laird getting forward. I know it's different levels, but you know the one criticism of Aaron Wan-Bissaka for the first team is going forward, he's not that great. Ethan Laird, we've always spoken about him as being a future first team. I know obviously he's got Wan-Bissaka in front mm. of him, but maybe you know being back up to him or whatever. Do you think that he could maybe one day do that sort of job for United? Yeah, I, I do first think... Team, obviously. If you watch this performance, you you probably say no because... He's not fully fit yet. Yeah. You know, you're watching him. He's, I mean, he did well, but he's not like sprinting up and down constantly like he did when he's fully fit. But f- yeah, for me, he's, he's he's a future for us. I mean, like I said at the start, of this Williams and Led together. You just I always well, think this is it. It seems like I mean, you look at it and you go, Williams has probably got an easier path to the left back spot because there's question marks around Luke Shaw. No, Alex Tellers has come in, but mm. again, you know, it's not nailed on that he's coming as a first choice for the next five or six years or whatever. Whereas Wan-Bissaka, you think, would be the, the right-back for United for at least you know the next sort of four or five years. But if these lads can perform at that level, we know we've all going to Solskjaer, it'll give you a chance. And as I said to you, it's weird because at United, in the first team, we've got Alex Tellers, who's great going forward. Defensively, he's a bit suspect. Luke Shaw's had question marks, although he did have a better game against City this weekend, to be fair with him. And Aaron Wan-Bissaka, who's great defensively, but going forward. So there's it's almost like if yeah. you've got some full-backs who come through who can do everything like you know we know what sort of what Brandon Williams and Ethan Lair can do at a younger level yeah. then who knows but for me like you, you know my view on Shaw but you need you <laughs> yeah. need backups we don't, we'd have to extend this video if, uh, if we got Dave on Luke Shaw you need backups of course you do and if something happens to Wan-Bissaka who are we playing at the moment right back really um, well it'd have to be he'd probably play Brandon Williams Brandon Williams yeah because yeah, he's right footed obviously but yeah probably this, would actually if you've got Laird and Williams there, you've got options for both. Like I say, it'd be great to see these two lads, maybe if they're not, maybe not Williams is, is his first team set up now, but like Laird with a few others, do, do a loan to a club. I really think that we should be setting up, a, like I say, a Royal Antwerp type of thing where we can send three or four players out. It's weird because... You and it's, it's go what's good, because when you go away as well, you've got your mates with you. Yeah, you know, so you're not so just there alone. Yeah. But it's like you mentioned it about having backup and having been able to rotate and having options. And when we talk about the great United sides, we always talk about the strikers and sharing them and Solskjaer with subs to Colin York and things like that. And, you know, we you used to have Tevez and Rooney and Ronaldo and, 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 you know, sometimes you rotate or whatever. But even defensively, the great United sides have always had great backup options. Mm. You know, when Patrice Everson, we had Gabriel Heinze yeah. left back. Yeah. You know, when sort of 2007, 2008... Gary Neville, just before then, gets injured. Wes Brown comes in at right back exactly. and has the season of all seasons, including setting up the goal in the Champions League final. So you want players that can compete. You want players that can push the ones in front of them and force the way into the team where necessary. And hopefully, in the future, we'll see those lads um, 
doing that because from what I've seen them at a lower, younger level, they've, they've been they've been great. Um, I wanted to ask you about Fasundo Palestra because I think it's three goals in, in six think, games. I, I think it's I think it's three and three now. Three and three. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, three and three. Sorry, in yeah. more recent and in total, I think it might be three and six. But also uh, assist as well in that. He's obviously doing really well. A lot of people are getting excited because he's a new signing. He's come in and he's I know it's different sort of levels, but he's shown that he's not sort of you know doesn't feel like a fish out of water here in, yep. in, in Manchester and he's settling down well. There's even some rumours that maybe he'll get a bit of a chance in the one of the cup games. I think we've got, is it Watford in the FA Cup, whatever it is? Yeah, and then so. we've got Everton in the quarterfinals of the... Um, League Cup. The, the Little Woods Trophy. The, um, no, sorry, the <laughs> Carling Cup. Cup. The, Carling, <laughs> the, the Carabao, whatever it is nowadays. Um, <laughs> how far do you think he is off getting involved in the first it's, team? It's hard to say because... Like I say, he is a new signing and yep. he does look good. And what's been great about him, usually, you know, you get these foreign signings and it takes him a little while to settle in. Yeah. I don't think like someone like Hanwell Medbury, it took him a little while to settle in before he, he went on to, well, he's looking good. Um, I'd give him a little bit more time, really, because yeah. you don't want him to be thrown into this game if it all goes wrong. You know, I mean, he's only he's eighteen, and yeah, he's and he's he's not. But he, when he was signed, I think the idea was he wasn't signed, even though he was there now to go into the first team. It was like, we got him now because you yeah. get him. And then you... you and same with you know. Fernando, the the, um, the right back. Yeah. It's just the same thing with him because they are we, we are thinking for the future at the moment, which I, I, I love that. And I think we are... Solskjaer set it up perfectly and I don't know if he's spoke to Nicky Butt or, you know, anyone about this. The fact that our teams are so young, you know, we're out, literally out with the old and we're getting with the new, getting these young players playing... Like I mentioned before, Will Will Fish playing for the 2023 20, 17. You've got Shola Shortire, 16. You know, you don't really see this. These these players should be playing for the 18s, but they're, they've gone up another level. And and you look at the the 18s, there's a lot of youngsters in that. So I think it's I think it's a great thing because it gives them time. Then more experience. If you're 16 and 17 in the 23s, you maybe have a couple of years in the 23s where if you're 20 21, you you're thinking, hey, well, I've not made it yet. I'm going to move on. So yeah, I think it's, it's it's all good. But I would give Palestri maybe a little bit more time. Maybe put him on the bench. I wouldn't start him, to, you know, but possibly... What, what well. type of a player is he, though? Because you've watched him a little bit, and I've not... He's, he's, he's very attacking. He's, you know, he, he, like, he does like having the ball. He's got a decent shot. I wouldn't say he's a long-range effort. He's, you know, he's, he's just in the right place, right time. Yeah. When he receives the ball, it's the same thing. You know, he's a very talented footballer. But yeah, I have high hopes for him. You mentioned earlier there you wanted to touch upon Hannibal. Yeah, once again, he's there was an instant where there's a bit of a tangle and he a guy kind of kicked out at him and he went down. He could because there was no fans. He could just hear his big scream and he's ro- rolling around on the floor. And I don't like to see it because he only just come back from suspension because he got a red card against West Ham where it was the other way around. He like entangled up and then he kicked out. Right. Okay. And then he's like, oh, "I've done nothing wrong," you know. Blah, blah, blah. But the guy, I don't think he touched him and he's screaming, rolling yeah. on the floor. And I, I just don't like seeing that. He's, he's such a talented player. He doesn't need that in his yeah. game. You know, there is things where he does where he's a, he is a wind-up merchant. Really? And, and I, d- I like that. But there's other things you don't need to, you know, don't need to cheat at the game. Yeah. And, you know, for me, the sooner that's knocked out of his game, the, I think he'll be a better player for it. You think that's something that you do need to do with these youngsters? Because sometimes, I, I can, I'm not going to lie, I can lack a bit of that. But yeah, but it, it can it, sort of it, undermine him. Or, yeah, well, or I'll, tell, I'll give you an example. Someone who I used I'm to hate good. as a player, you know, this was, in, you know, the 
first team, but this was for Chelsea. There was um, Didier Drogba. I used to yeah, yeah. couldn't stand him because he did cheat a lot. He used to you know dart, you roll around. And then one season he just cut all that out, and, yeah. and he, he just became one of the, one of the best strikers in the league because of it. And, yeah. and for that example, he's, he gave it him young and said, "Listen, you don't do that now. You're just going to be a better player for it. So you're not, you're not relying on yeah. And players, especially that age, isn't it? Because like you know, you nip it in there, like you say, early doors before they get into the first team and mm. start carrying it on there. Especially with VAR and stuff nowadays, yeah. you're asking for trouble if you're unless you you know your name's Mo Salah or. Sadio Mane, in which case you just get loads of penalties and free kicks all the time that you go down like you've been shot by a sniper. Um, Dave, great listening to you. Not the, uh, in terms of the under-23s, wasn't the best result, was it? But well, it was a good, it was a, a decent game. A decent the fact, game. After the fact that we, we kept it, got a point out of that game for me was... Especially after the start where it looked like... Yeah, it was and the sec- a, even the second half, I think it was good. Um what what pick up as well a lot of people have been asking about loan updates yes yeah, sorry well remembered because we've had a few comments people asking about are we going to give updates on some of our yeah so stars? i'm sorry but this week i've i've just been i've not been able to You've not done your own work basically yeah well, so, to be fair you weren't asked but yeah it was that shouldn't excuse you you should do it anyway but um so next week we'll i'll do a bit of research well, i like said we'll you'll do the research yeah, and right. i'll just sit here and introduce okay. you <laughs> That's how we work. That's what the view yeah, is like. You know, is, yeah. know I'm clueless, so we'll just let someone who knows what they're talking about talk about. Wait, well, we, we talked about what we about. We talked about Dishon Bernard on loan at uh, um, Salford because yes. of Richie Willens. Yes, so that's, there's your loan knowledge. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so we'll go in a bit more into in depth next week about um, some of our loan stars. We've got a few out on loan, and we mentioned um, Levitt and Garner and. Um, who else was I forgot already? Oh yeah, um, Dishon Bernard, Bernard Al- um, Traore, Traore, um, yeah. Kovar. Is there's a few. There's loads to get through there. But um, like I was saying to you, this winter break's coming up after next week, so next week will be the last one where we give updates on how the 18s and 23s are doing. Because they've got a loan for Christmas, because, you know, they're only kids. Yeah. They'll be there from, in bed early for Christmas Eve. Yeah. For the mince pies. Visit mince pies, yeah. <laughs> Leave the carrot out for Rudolph. Um, Dave, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at David J. Pritz, two Ts, and on Instagram at David Pritz, without the J. You've been doing a lot of Instagram, haven't you? Yeah, just it's bored, I don't know. It's not, I'm doing nothing, so it's like... <laughs> Been singing Lionel Richie songs with me. Um, <laughs> keep that quiet. Yeah, we'll keep that quiet. Um, don't forget to set Dave out then on all his socials as well, and also keep watching the channel. We've got loads of good stuff coming up. Um, the first team are in action. We've got Sheffield United on Thursday, so we'll have all the preview for that. We'll have the watch-along. We'll have the post-match reaction as well. And then this weekend, we've got Dirty Leeds, so we'll be looking at that, and we'll have all the... the Watch along yeah. and everything, everything else for that as well. The 18s is against Leeds as well. Oh, 18 against Leeds. That's oh, a baptism yeah. for him. I tell you what, playing Leeds at any level is uh, it's probably a good job there's no crowds there, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? That's another story anyway. Uh, so make sure you check out all that. If you're not subscribed, subscribe. And if you've not checked out what we've got on offer for the members, do have a look at that. We're doing the 12 days at Paddock where we've got loads of offers on, including T-shirts and stuff, and also the chance to win a PlayStation 5. So... That's been Dave. I've been Jay. This has been Stratford Paddock Academy Review. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network.